Hello everybody, my name is Rune Eldred and welcome to the Drinking Corner podcast presented by the Nerdgasmic Goodfellas. I am here today with my co-hosts, Zoshi Moshi and the Boss Boss. And together we will be talking about the Fallout franchise. Before we start off, I would like to ask, how are you doing, Zoshi Moshi? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, finally done with a long semester and feels good to be in a place where I have spare time and stuff. It's It's a good feeling. Yeah, thanks. That's pretty good. How about you, Boss Foss? How are you? What have you been up to since our Halloween podcast? Oh, dude, it's been so long since you've asked me that question. It has been uh, a very well, long time since we've done an episode. Do you want me to start with the biggest news or just work your way up? Small... Work your way up. Uh, well, today I went and saw Beetlejuice the musical in San Francisco. That uh, was excited. really cool. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very cool. Um, I recently got employed at a gaming store uh, as a supervisor. And uh, the biggest news, uh, I got married. Congratulations. Since the last podcast. That's awesome. Uh, I got I got married in November, so I'm wow. hitched. That's good stuff, dude. And uh, it was so fun being the best man. Today I'm drinking, not sponsored, Coca Cola, and a Blue Moon. Wonderful choices. What are you drinking, Zoshi? I have my water bottle that I bring to school all the damn time, filled with water. <laughs> I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Hell yeah, those are good. And Dang. water. And oh, go ahead, Zoshi. Oh, I need to upgrade my drinks. <laughs> uh, Rune, how are you doing? How have you been doing since the last podcast? Uh, let's see. The last podcast was in October, so November was great. We celebrated my mom's birthday. Uh, we had a great Thanksgiving dinner. My family is in shambles. Um... I am greatly enjoying the Callisto Protocol. I highly recommend for people to go over to my YouTube channel and check that out. It's been doing phenomenally. Uh, work. I am definitely being overworked at my job right now, being the fact that in the last 15 days, I've had two days off. And I've worked a lot of overtime. It's been great. Paycheck's going to look phenomenal. Christmas gifts secured. And... um. I feel like there was something else I was going to say, and I can't quite remember it right now, other than the fact that I've been working hard. And one of the reasons why we haven't been doing podcasts, other than our schedules not lining up, is because I am doing a redesign of everything. And actually, tonight, after this podcast gets filmed, I am teaching myself animation because I'm animating the beginning of the podcast for videos which this will be the first episode that the animated beginning will play on. So I hope people enjoy that like little 10, 15 seconds of animation that's going to take hours for me to do. But uh, other than that, I'm doing phenomenal. I am now going to pass the torch over to our actual host for today, Zoshi Moshi, as Boss Foss and I compete on who will host the next episode. So Zoshi... Please tell everybody what we're going to be doing today. Awesome. All right, everyone. So uh, we're going to be going over 
um, Fallout. Just everything about Fallout. We'll be asking the other two members of the podcast questions about Fallout. It's mainly opinionated things. It's things that they enjoy about it. I'll also give a little history of Fallout before we dive into it uh, to give viewers who may not be familiar with Fallout just sort of a background on everything that's going on in the game. And then um, things that are your both personal favorites of the game. Things like um, your favorite game in the franchise, your favorite companions, DLCs, your opinion on certain games, favorite memories, etc. So, um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, just to start out with Fallout in general, it's a post-apocalyptic role-playing video game first created by Interplay Entertainment, Black Isle Studios, and later on, and currently today, by Bethesda Softworks and is known as Fallout. Fallout has 11 games total in its catalog. The first four games, Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, and Brotherhood of Steel were all developed by Interplay solely for PC. Fallout 3, New Vegas, Fallout 4, and 76 being developed by Bethesda. New Vegas, however, was made by Obsidian. The series takes place in an alternate history timeline scenario. Just, just a quick interjecting, because yeah, I can of course. see David down there counting with eight fingers. So there are a couple of non-canon games mm -hmm. that are explicitly stated as non-canon, which would be uh, Fallout Tactics, Brotherhood right. of Steel 2, which released on PlayStation 2, and a couple other ones like fallout shelter and i can't remember the name of the other one i am getting called by my boss let's take a quick pause let's definitely do that hello hey tim yeah so for that thing how come it says negative ten dollars here what do you oh, mean Pam gutierrez you remember she got the six twist yeah how come it says negative ten dollars here I'm not sure. Did, did you put it in the tip side, $10? No, she only gave me 5 Okay, Why does it say 10 I'm not sure. Oh, maybe because she had two orders, maybe? I don't know. Her first order was paid for, and her second order, she had free twists because of her loyalty rewards. Right. So there's no reason why I should say negative 10. Now, yeah, it says negative 10. I'm not sure. Why the fuck? It says, hey, it says negative 10, but then it says put it back on the card. All right, let me call John. Okay. Alright, bye. Sorry about that. It's all good. No anybody problem at all. Anybody remember where we left off at? Uh, uh, yeah, about he was counting off the 11 games and I didn't realize that he was going to stop at 8 and then you were explaining where the other 3 came from. Yeah, the other 3 Tactics, is... Tactics, uh, Shelter, Shelter. Yeah, pretty much. So you can continue, Logan. I'm okay. sorry for that quick. Wonderful. Totally good, totally and everything. Good. Awesome. Okay, so um, as we know, the series takes place in an alternate history scenario that diverges from reality post-World War II. The world enters an 
atom punk reality where a bizarre socio-technological status quo emerges in which advanced robots, nuclear-powered cars, directed energy weapons, and other futuristic technologies are seen alongside the 1950s-era computers and televisions. The United States of America divides itself into 13 commonwealths in aesthetics, the Cold War paranoia of the 1950s, which continues to dominate the American lifestyle well into the 21st century. More than 100 years before the start of the series, an energy crisis emerged caused by oil depletion, leading to a period called the Resource Wars in April of 2052, a, ser a series of events which included a war between the European Commonwealth and the M Middle Eastern states, the disbanding of the United Nations, the U.S. invasion of Mexico, and the annexation of Canada, along with the Chinese invasion and subsequent military occupation of Alaska, coupled with the release of a new plague that devastated the American mainland. As global situations worsened, the American government became increasingly um, authoritarian, going as far as having dissidents sent off to re-education camps and, Amer and experimentation. Tensions between the United States and China eventually culminated in the well-known in the series Great War. And on the morning of October 23rd, 2077 Eastern Standard Time, a two-hour nuclear exchange on an apocalyptic scale subsequently created the post-apocalyptic United States, which the follow-up games take place in. There's the summary. Very well done. Well done. Very well, done. done. well done. Well done. Sounds like you yeah. did your research. No. Yeah, I, I had some help as well. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so um, the first questions that I want to ask both of you is just what is your favorite memory of the series as a whole? I'll start off by asking Boss. Just could be from any of the games, could be a personal experience, could be something from the game, just related to it. Go for it. So my favorite memory from one of the games. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my favorite memory... Man, you had to hit me with that question first. It's a deep question. It is a deep <laughs> question. Like I thoroughly enjoyed the entire thing. Yeah. But I think, to... for, for me, my favorite moment, and it's going to sound kind of weird, is... Um, from Fallout 3, the first time that I went onto the Great Mall and actually saw the Capitol building, mm -hmm. this was shortly after I had actually physically visited Washington, D.C. Wow. So it was actually very surreal to experience it in real life and then see it in the video game just being absolutely destroyed. Amazing. Okay. So I guess, I guess it's not a particular moment, just like the scene right? Um, yeah. getting to experience it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. You, That's good. You son of a bitch. You went, you <laughs> went for the same exact game with the same exact moment. So I, okay, so my favorite memory of Fallout for me I have I have three. I have three distinct favorite moments. You gotta pick one. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> well, Ooh. apparently one was just eliminated, so. Ooh. Uh, so, so you gotta go on to the second one. <sighs> okay. Okay. It's hard to choose on which one I wanna do because. Okay. 
the very first time I played Fallout 3, that feeling I got when I was leaving the vault, heading down the road, and I saw this super duper mart for the very first time, it was what put me in the mindset of this game's going to get real. Because up to that point, the only thing that we've experienced was the fact that your father left the vault, you're fighting other vault guards, essentially, and like mutated animals. But when you got to the super duper mart, which for me, the really effed up thing was when I got to the super duper mart, I had a giant rad scorpion that like dominated me the first time. But you get to the super duper mart and there's just bodies like mutilated, strung up from the raiders and going inside and looting up the mart and just kind of being in that dark, gloomy, just really gritty environment and like sneaking through because I played fairly stealth as I do in most games that I play. I like to stealth around and sneak up literally feeling like i was in enemy territory and seeing how they treated the other npcs of just mutilating and displaying their bodies it created that mindset of like oh fuck i'm gonna die and it was great because it gripped me in and it had me play more you have that little kid running up to you and being like help i need help my family and like the giant ants and all that and then just my favorite memory is that first that first like Oh shit! This game's dark. That's awesome. That yeah, that's a good one. Dang. Okay, both of those were intense. I like how both of them were both from Fallout Three as well. Um, there's there's going to be yeah. a lot of talk on Fallout Three. Fallout, Fallout Three was the first title. one that I actually experienced a little Same. bit of, and then I played a lot of New Vegas, and then I finally went back in and beat Three. Gotcha. Because. Yeah. The, the one I was originally going to go with was my first, my actual first memory of Fallout is in Fallout 3 of going over to my cousin's house and seeing him when he came out of that and you got to see DC for the very first time, like actually see like the Washington, the Washington Monument. That's what it is, right? The giant monolith? Yeah. Yeah. The first time you see that, I remember seeing that scene and being like, oh, cool. What's this game? This looks really good. And then that's what drew me in. And I went and got the game literally a day later. And that was my next experience with Super Duper Mart. Dang, that's awesome. Which I'm excited for the Amazon TV show because they showed the Super Duper Mart as one of the sets for it. No so way. I'm really freaking Speak, excited. Speaking of the Amazon uh, thing, and I know that we need to get to your answer, Zoshimoshi. I, I promise we'll get to it. In just oh, a cool. Second. I get to answer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you don't get we care. Point. We you don't get points, but we want to know. Oh, okay. Um, awesome. Todd Howard was getting interviewed. Todd Howard being the yep. uh, head director or yeah, head of yeah. Uh, Bethesda, and he was saying that he was he was pretty stunned. He was super excited, and he thought that uh, the fans were really going to love uh, the Fallout TV series, especially since it's not trying to rework uh, rework any of the actual game. It's just a story that takes place in the universe. That's awesome. It's, it's That's something its I separate, like about it too. Yeah, it's going to be its own kind of separate location. And he says it might end up mentioning something that's going on in Washington, D.C. if they hear about it or, or New Vegas. He says, but it's its own thing that's not really going to affect the outside world except for its small little ball. That's awesome. 
Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I haven't checked that out. I, I saw the one on YouTube that was like maybe a spinoff of it, nothing official, but that's awesome that Amazon's working on that. I think that's going to be really good. Cool. Okay, so for my favorite memory of Fallout, okay, so this is interesting. I, I'm going to go way back here. I was at a sushi restaurant with my family, and I saw on the television at the sushi restaurant a commercial for this video game called Fallout 4. And I was like, okay, that looks interesting. And then um, my uncle, when he bought me an Xbox, took me to GameStop and was like, well, we have to get some games for it. What do you want? And it came with um, a choice of like Tomb Raider, Forza, whatever. And um, I chose Tomb Raider. And then um, he was like, well, I got to get you one other game. And I thought back to the commercial I'd seen. And I was like, oh, Fallout 4. Like, let's try that out. And I immediately picked up that game. It was the first game I ever downloaded on that Xbox and played. And I never got out of the vault the first time I played it because it was like the first RPG I'd picked up. And keep in mind, I'm super new to video games. I'd only played like Halo and Minecraft at that point, And I was younger too. And I never got out of the vault. And then about nine months go by, I haven't touched Fallout at all. I returned to the Fallout game and... I go out into the world, and if you guys know the scene that I'm talking about, you meet up with Preston Garvey for the first time, and he sends you sort of to the roof, where there's the poster of, like, the war on the moon and stuff, and that's when I knew that this universe was so involved on so many levels, and I was like, I want to know the backstory, I want to know what's going on in this game, and then after that, I got to pick up a minigun off of a crashed ship and decimate a bunch of enemies, It it was rad, and since then, I've been just a Fallout fanatic, that game nails it in all categories for me i do gotta say fallout 4 does have probably one of the best beginnings being the fact that you get to see the nuke drop oh yeah yeah that that was a that was an experience uh that we veteran fallout players to to say yeah we never got to experience pre-war technically and this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't played fallout 3 you can see one of the nukes going off. I think New Vegas also had a nuke, but I don't know if it ever went off. I don't remember if I ever actually set it off. It was in the northeast corner. Mm. Um, it was... And then Fallout 3, I think it might be one of the nuke every ones. 10 minutes, so... Huh? I said it in Fallout 76, you drop a nuke every 10 minutes, so... Yeah, well, Fallout 76 is its own thing <laughs> um but yeah i mean actually seeing because we i think we both ended up watching the uh, initial announcement mm. at e3 and having them we were, show i think we were together like you're at my house during e3 when they announced fallout because i'm pretty mm. sure it was you me leanne and nicole that watched it i don't remember because I, I know when Fallout 4 first got announced, that was really early on in my YouTube career. And I think I was actually doing like an E3 party with the neighbors. And I think you and Leanne showed up at some point. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I don't recall specifically what it was. But yeah, just seeing the world before the bombs dropping and then the bomb actually dropping. Yep. which still even when i launch a fallout 4 i like do start it over that scene still hits me oh every time of like yeah. the 
oh crap, oh crap, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, yeah. drop it, drop it, drop it. And I still try I to like, crouch. I like waiting either too, if you wait too long or if you go in an area you're not supposed to, the bomb goes off and kills you. And yeah. I love that too. That's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like if if you the next time you launch Fallout Four and you start a new character, like run past the military checkpoint, like mm-hmm. you're running to the uh, Red Rocket gas station, and okay. it will kill your character. That's amazing. That is so cool. All right, uh, continue on, host. Cool. All right. Okay, so the next question I was thinking, um, within the expansive list of Fallout games. Which one is your favorite? And um, go ahead, right in. Okay. So I've only played Fallout 1, Shelter, 3, New Vegas, 4, and 76. It is really, really hard because each game I have like a personal reason on liking. Um, I think David already made his choice for the people who are watching this vis- visually. <laughs> and I don't think I could choose that one now. Oh no, no I, I was just changing my background. You can choose it if you want to. I am gonna go with pure emotional reason on why it's my favorite, and I'm gonna go with Fallout 3. Just because Fallout 3 was the one that introduced me to the franchise. Um Liam Neeson being your dad. Solid point to buy the game right there. Liam Neeson calling you boy. You just feel great. You know you're in safe hands because anybody that hurts you, they're going to get taken. And then the Alpha and Omega quote was really good. I come from a very Christianic family. So having like a bunch of tie-ins that were personally connecting for the third game was what really sold me. And just you can't beat the raw experiences that I had the first time I picked it up. Cause I can still like, I have it downloaded on my Xbox and on my computer. So I could launch it at any time, jump into it and be perfectly satisfied running through killing super mutants, getting the shit scared at out of me by the Cenotars that are only in that game for some fucking reason. Um, being annoyed to death by Myra and having to do the damn survival guide. So annoying. That's, that's good. But there's yeah. just there's so many little things that made Fallout 3 phenomenal. And I, I understand why Fallout 3 was game of the year. Yeah. And then just the DLCs as well, doing Anchorage, yeah, doing Anchorage Mothership Zeta, The Pit. Um, I think it was called not Point Lookout, because I think that's in four. No. It was a point lookout, the one that took you to like the swampy bog area that had the mutated hillbillies. I can't remember the name of the DLC, but Fallout 3 had like phenomenal DLC. Yeah, it was point lookout. Fallout 3 just was an overall really well-rounded game. And it's my favorite because even today I could jump into it, play the crap out of it, and not get bored. And it holds to the test of time. That's awesome. And Liam Neeson is your dad. That that is my solid final point. Hearing Liam Neeson's voice and saying, My boy. I'm like, Daddy. That's hilarious. Despite the fact that I'm wearing a 76 hat and 76 right. would be my close second. 
Yes, seventy six is my second as well. <laughs> cool. I don't. I don't hold that same uh, feeling about seventy six. Gotcha. I do agree that Fallout Three is iconic. Yeah. Sure. And I I would I would totally go with Fallout Three. And Fallout New Vegas, but honestly, they're kind of the same game, just different, uh, different scenery, and the fact that when you're modding it, it's the same codes through both things. So you can actually in New Vegas, with that like just going through console commands, you can get stuff that was only in Fallout Three. You, I you want to say, I want to say the one thing that set Fallout New Vegas away from three that I wish they would implement in other games was the factions. Mm. The thing I enjoyed the most out of New Vegas was the factions, the fact that you could ally or not be allied with people, and it's hard mode. When they right. introduced the hard mode of having to drink, eat, sleep, and at like a bunch of different mechanics, it is something I truly wish that was incorporated in other games of the Fallout series. Gotcha. Which I know 76 does have the eat drinks. They don't have sleep as a necess necessity. But I wish it would transfer it into like four. Especially with the factions since they make Fallout 4's factions very muddled. Yeah. I feel that. Um, You're welcome. My favorite Fallout, though. Yep. Actually, you know, I'm going to stick with New Vegas. I'm going to stick with New Vegas. Cool. And I was originally going to change it because of Rune's comment, but honestly, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, probably because even though Fallout 3 was the first one that I technically played, New Vegas is the one that I had actually dove a lot into. It's for it was the first computer uh like true PC game that I really dove into on my uh crappy laptop. Yeah. I've heard that you experienced it on PC. Yeah, yeah, I experienced it on PC and I I dove in and I would often like hear a knock on my door at like five in the morning, David, wake time to wake up, time for school. And I'm like, I never went to bed, I've been playing this game just going through the smallest details, just trying to find all the caps and the bobby pins just so that way I could survive. I do have to ask, since New Vegas had factions, mm -hmm. who did you go with? Who was your canonical mm -hmm. run for New Vegas? Seriously. Majority of the time, I went with NCR because we were in Delta. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I never sided with Kaisar's Legion. Interesting. Why? I did. I did go with Yes Man um, once or twice. Okay, gotcha. The two times that I beat it, I did NCR and I did myself. Well, yeah, that's cool. Well, the, the Yes Man is is essentially yourself. It's you. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking with the house. No, no, I didn't go with house. I, I often would bomb. end up killing house, which I feel. Have you before I say anything else? Have you played New Vegas? I have played it, but I have not completed it. Okay. And I this know is be a spoiler, and I'm sorry, but at oh, this you're point, fine. 
You well, should have already way. gotten this. I would agree. I appreciated the subtle nod to Disney. Interesting. Where at? In in the Lucky Thirty Eight, when uh -huh. you decide to betray House, yes. you turn around, you go in the elevator, you go down. House is still alive. He was cryogenically frozen, like put his mind in, and you can open up the thing and expose him to all the bacteria and kill him. But that's a, that's a reference to the fact that uh, Disney is supposedly yeah frozen, cryogenically well. frozen. That's fascinating. Thank I love, you for I reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. I remember what it was in small talk that I was going to talk about. That I was like, I knew there was something I was going to say, but I can't remember it. Disney clapped back on me on Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. They have they have permanently banned multiple of my Lego Star Wars videos for copyright infringement. Oh, the Sky yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot that they own Lego or they own uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. So I have to go through. I've gotten it claimed back by taking out the Star Wars theme music on a lot of videos, but the la the video I uploaded today has the credit scenes where it's like Lego Star Wars uh, Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and it does like the credit scroll up. I have to edit that out of a video in order for it to be able to be played. So I'm gonna put a fucking I'm gonna edit in a picture that says. Due to copyright infringement, you cannot see what I am reading on the screen, and I'm gonna have the credits roll up in a yellow font with a star background. Nice. So I'm gonna re-upload the video tomorrow with that. Very nice. Anyway, um, thank you for my TED talk. <laughs> before before I go on to too too many tangents, um, I just felt like New Vegas was more was closer to the original fallout in like intended experience mm -hmm. and then i later found out that they are the people who originally made fallout or at least majority of them were from interplay right and they founded uh, obsidian and uh got to get their hands on new vegas which i'm hoping for a new vegas too soon yeah but honestly, probably not. I'd be happy if the next Fallout game announced is an Obsidian Fallout. Well, I know that Fallout 5 is... Um, Todd Howard talked about it. It's going to be going into production. Um, After Elder Scrolls 6. Wow, that's going to be exciting. What about you, Zoshimoshi? Okay, so easily my favorite Fallout is Fallout 4 solely because it's the one that introduced it. There's a bunch of conspiracy theories like behind it. It was one of the first like pieces of content out there and I'm really into science fiction and Fallout has some sci-fi elements to it. It was like the first experience where they talked about like people, one, people being cryogenically frozen and then two, like people being synths. And there being like a society that controls these synths and then the player not knowing whether people were people or synths and like i love things that or whether or my not mind. you yourself are a synth exactly exactly oh my gosh <laughs> yep so that game makes you think and i love things that make you think and um that is why fallout 4 takes the cake for me is solely because it's like almost as philosophical as it is like fun 
And then, um, yeah, 76 is a close second because of the multiplayer experience, dropping nukes, um, et cetera. But um, yeah, Fallout 4 did a lot of things really well. And it's interesting because you look up things on the Fallout universe and the two that you guys picked, New Vegas and 3, are often really times, a lot of the time, the most popular ones. And I understand that just for me personally. And I think it's mostly because it was my first game um introduction to fallout um that one just takes cake for me for sure so yeah cool i think we all three of us picked a good balance for sure that was awesome yeah. i love how we all picked ones that were made by bethesda <laughs> right <laughs> no well i mean no Obsi- yeah. Vegas. yeah well, new vegas is obsidian, obsidian, is obsidian. Was i was like yeah. obsidian's a subsidiary you could, you could just say they're all under Zenimax. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, if we're going to talk, if we're going to even really talk about the original Fallout games, they are iconic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have not beaten them, though. Interesting. Because they okay. are freaking hard. Yeah, that's what Even on the easy difficulty, they're super freaking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted, I, I have not actually tried to mod the game or like modify the game in any way. I'm actually trying to do it like a clean playthrough because yeah. I want I my intention is always beat the game the way it's intended and then go back to the mods. Interesting. Interesting. The that's, exception that's a good is philosophy. Fallout 4. I did not do that with. Interesting. I made it through halfway through the game before I installed mods. And the mods I installed were not like game breaking stuff it was more weapons well that's more uh more songs on the radio because after the same five songs over and over you kind of start losing your head or the um, fact that they one, play the same song in every game yeah right um one of the other mods i did was like an ambiance so if you did turn off the radio it actually improved the music or like the ambiance music or the the sounds. Um, uh, one mod I tried out, and I know I'm tangenting, and I'm sorry, uh, but one of the oh, mods that I actually truly did enjoy was called Green the Wasteland for Fallout 4. Mm. Because after a certain amount of time, it is scientifically proven that stuff would grow back. Yep. And so it, yeah. was, an, it was an interesting take to actually see green over the wasteland for a change. Anyway, I will digress. I will stop. Back to you. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I like that. Mods mods were fun. Uh, gosh, one of my favorite mods for Fallout 4 on, because that's the only one I've modded on Xbox, was the um, Realistic Storms. That was a really cool mod. Oh, also, that and having the Iron Man suit as power armor. Epic. <laughs> Epic. So, yeah. All right, next question. Next question. Let's do it. Okay, so within of um, your default universe, there are a lot of locations. With it being open world, um, a lot of these locations are iconic. Some of them are hidden. Um, choose your favorite location doesn't have to be from the same game that you favorite. It could be from any game. But um, go ahead, pick a location, and uh, tell me which one is your favorite. We'll switch back to Boss for this one. Okay. 
so this was going to be a kind of widespread location. Mm-hmm. The entire island of Far Harbor. Ooh, that's, yeah, okay. It has a lot of great locations. Many of them I can't actually name off the top of my head, but the entire island, Mm -hmm. just dealing with the fog and the new creatures, it was an an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. If I had to choose one specific location from Far Harbor, though, yes, um, it's the hotel. Ooh, okay. There's, There's a hotel that has a vault underneath that actually, when you go in, it's a murder mystery. I, I, awesome. I love murder. that mission. I love that fucking mission. That's awesome. The murder mystery with Robo Brains. That is so cool. <laughs> okay, uh, for you. Well, I could be like the boss and pick an entire DLC like Nuka World. But I think I will pick my favorite location as Mothership Zeta from Fallout 3. That's a good one. But you still ended up choosing an entire location for the DLC. I know. That was the the entire DLC. That that was the joke. So, uh, real quick, with Mothership Zeta, one of my favorite mods for that is... After you beat the DLC, you come back and you eventually run into an Enclave officer who doesn't say he's Enclave. And with him, you end up accidentally originally rebuilding the Enclave on the mothership. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't know that either, but I've never modded Fallout 3. Yeah, I've never modded 3 either. But yeah. And yeah, no, it's um, I love the DLC. Well, I, I I love Mothership Zeta, and then the mod was just an extra icing on the cake. The entirety of the DLC of Mothership Zeta takes place on an alien ship, but the fact that like you are on an alien ship, the entire ship is just fun because you're shooting aliens, you're trying to right. survive with like all these different people. It yep. was just a really fun experience. For the fact you can shoot the Earth, I would like to know what we hit. Yeah, that 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 is a good one. What about you, Logan? What is your favorite location Ooh, in Fallout? Okay. It's going to be from Fallout 4 because it's a game I've played the most extensively, but the Purdwin. The what? Ship, the Purdwin the ship. Yeah. The Brotherhood of Steel airship. Yeah. Did I say oh, yeah, their airship. I forgot yeah, the airship. about that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it was the coolest thing to me because like they stayed true to the science of everything. So when you're in did I say it right? Purdwin? Purdwin? How'd you say it? it, it, it close enough. Purdwin, yeah. Um when you're walking around inside of it, you um you can walk inside of like the dome that would contain the gas. And if that were helium you could technically like operate your weapons and shoot things and it, the gas wouldn't explode if it was a hindenburg airship like um because the hindenburg had hydrogen in it if you were to spark that the whole thing would blow up but um they mention it being run on helium so you can use your firearms weapons in there and i think that's really cool like they stayed true to the science of like gas and stuff but um 
yeah no, ground so, it in reality right yeah they, they stayed super true to the science and the design of that ship and then like the multi-levels it just being really big there's parts where you have to like walk out on the deck from one end to the other, other of it and it takes like way too long and you as the player feel like oh like this feels like a walking simulator but it's again like true to the whole science of the whole thing so I, I just enjoyed that whole ship was mind-blowing and as someone starting to play that game I was like oh I'm going to survive in the wilderness it's not like oh my gosh you have to go on like a futuristic airship like how cool is that so that that was just such a cool moment in the game to be like oh yeah one of the Brotherhood of Steel people's like yeah we're going up there and it's like whoa this, this game just got awesome yeah okay yeah. a little tangent question Mm -hmm. I want to ask, what yeah, is your favorite most effed up place in Fallout? So, to Ooh. as an example, mine is Novak from New mm. Vegas. Do you remember okay. what? Or am I am I thinking of the right place, Novak, where they did the lottery? Oh God! Um, I think it's Novak. I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure. No, it's I, don't, Novak. I don't think it's Novak. I think it's. Because I know they did another, they so did another the, lottery in a vault as well. I know that. Well, in this one, it's like when you're first exploring in New Vegas, you come across this town, and I'm pretty sure it's the town of Novak, where Caesar's Legion holds a lottery, and you're just coming through, and you see these people crucified, Nipton. huh? Nipton. Nipton. N N-I-P-T-O-N. But pretty much you see this like guy running out of the town. And he's like, ha, I won. I won the lottery. I win. And his winning prize is he didn't die horrifically. And you're yeah. walking through the town and you're just like, what the fuck? Right. You're like, what's going on? So that's my favorite what the fuck moment. Uh, or location. Location. Something. Something. And I feel bad about this every time I do it. Um, I typically end up shooting him. Oh, no <laughs> and let way. him start running away, and then I just turn around with whatever weapon I'm holding and just kill him. That's Be like, hilarious. I'm the lottery winner now, bitch. That's awesome. So, what uh, about you, Logan? What is your favorite what the fuck location? Ooh, okay. So, um, in Fallout Four, again, I know I'm gonna use Fallout Four for all of them because that's like the one okay. game that I've like completionist on. Um, Hallucigen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallucigen Incorporated. When you go down in there, and that's a multi-level facility. Talking about like the hallucinogenic gas, or whatever that they use. And as you get deeper into the facility and get, surpass the higher security levels you get more and more information on like the people that are running the company and like how effed up they are. And there's like people in like the assistant management positions who are like, oh, this is kind of screwed up. And like, I don't know about this. And then you go up to like the directors and the directors are like doing effed up stuff to the assistants who are then doing it to the employees. And it's just like, whoa, there's a whole like effed up hierarchy here. And that like blew me away for just being in some game. It's like, I was expecting a game, not a whole world. It's just kind of cool. What about you, Boss Foss? What is your most what the fuck location? Hmm. Uh no, your podcast is not uh struggling. I, I am struggling. I'm trying to like piece it together. Um Camp Guardian, probably. Okay, elaborate. 
So, have you been to Camp Guardian? Uh, Camp Guardian is from Fallout New Vegas. Okay, I don't think I have. I might have. I played Vegas a long time ago. Uh, Rune, do you know Camp Guardian, where, what I'm talking about? I think I do. Wasn't it an NCR location? It was an NCR location. Like, when I... Okay, it's probably not the most uh, screwed up location ever. I mean, Nipton does is pretty messed up. A lot of what Kaiser's Legion does is messed up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, with Camp Guardian, when you get close, you start getting a radio broadcast that's just on repeat that says Guardian is down, Camp Guardian is down. Oh. And it's because their radio transmo- uh, transmitter wasn't strong enough, they never got uh, reinforcements. But mm. essentially, they built the base on top of the Myrler den. Oh, the Myrlers just came up and wiped out the entire camp. Wow. And like as you're going through, you start finding people like missing body parts. And then you can also find somebody still alive. And if you have the medical expertise, you can keep them alive. Wow. You can attempt to keep them alive and uh, end up killing him, or you can just kill him. Wow. That's, I can't be. I don't think that's the most messed up, but that's the most messed up that I can think of off the top of my head. There you like, go. Like we oh, have, yeah. we have experienced very much. The one that I was really hoping somebody would say was, um, I can't remember what vault it is in Fallout Three. But it's the one where you start going down into the vault and you start hallucinating and you see ghosts and you see the like vault dwellers as ghosts. And it's been like flooded with a hallucinogenic gas. And at the very end, you get mauled by like a death claw and you have to fight a death claw while hallucinating. Is that in Fallout 4? It's in Fallout 3. Really? Okay. Interesting. I mean, if we're if we're talking about like most messed up vault that we got to experience, a few come to mind. There's um, oh god, I can't remember which vault number it is, but Gary and all oh, of his, all of Gary. Yeah. Mm. Well, I was just I, meaning I think what the fuck location. I wasn't meaning like a vault in specific because every every vault in Fallout is a what the fuck scenario location right because i mean there's there's There's... one where it was like one girl 69 guys and then there's the 69 or 69 girls and one guy vault i think gary's the one that had like the bunch of clones of himself or i had a cloning machine yeah because there there was one vault in fallout 3 that was one dude just cloned repeatedly in Fallout 3, there's the vault with the one girl, bunch of guys, bunch of guys, one girl. They had one no, that was that a wasn't, dude with the That puppy. wasn't a vault that you can actually visit, though. No, it was just one that was there in D.C., but you couldn't go to. I, th- I thought it was just, like, a lower one. Anyway, sorry. Either which way, Zoshi Moshi, what's the next question? All right. So for the next question, in Fallout, and in, I believe it's most of the fallouts, you can have a companion character. So for you guys, what are your favorite companions? Uh, we'll start with Ryan. Ooh, is that companions with a plural? 
Can I can I pick more than one? Can I do my um, top three? Sure, we can do top three. Yes. One so, from each of the Bethesda games. Uh, so my number one all-time favorite companion is mm-hmm. from Fallout 4, and it is Nick yeah. Valentine. And the reason Ooh. why it's Nick Valentine is because Nicole and I, when I first played Fallout 4, it was with my ex-fiance, Nicole. And I played it, and I was playing it specifically for her, so me and her would sit together on our couch, and I would play the game, and she'd sit there and watch me. I would get unbelievably jump-scared by Nick Valentine so fucking much, because he is the creepiest motherfucker ever. Because I'll be sitting there, and I'll be walking, And I'll think he's behind me because, you know, he's a follower. They're supposed to follow you. So I'll be going down this hallway with no other way to get to this other end. And I'll open a door and he's just standing around a corner all. That's hilarious. Like, hi there, neighbor, with his fucking glowing yellow eyes and decrypted face. Or I'll be riding in an elevator, walk out in the elevator, and he'll just drop from the ceiling of whatever room I went into. And his power armor, because awesome. I'd have Nick in power armor. So I'll be walking and then right next to me. That's awesome. So that I love awesome. Nick Valentine for the pure simple fact that he has provided me with so much jump scares of com- comedic relief. And I genuinely really love his character's story arc. And the fact that mm-hmm. you know for a fact he's a synth. His character story is just really good oh yeah my second favorite companion is a companion that has been in every single fallout game as a companion i knew it i knew it which is dog meat oh yeah because i just there's some there's something about having man's best friend as your companion And it goes back to Fallout 3 as well because Fallout 3 was based on a boy and his dog, which was like Mm -hmm. an old-timey movie which showed a kid, like a kind of pre-teenish kid, surviving a post-apocalyptic world with his dog. And so it was like, when I found that out, I watched the movie because of the game. And it's just dog meat's just so great and in fallout 4 he was so infuriating because he just stood in front of doorways and you wanted to kick the shit out of him that's awesome and i'll go with something a little bit more cheesy for my third favorite but i will have to say my third favorite companion is my friends because i love playing fallout 76 and nothing makes a better companion than my good friends Max Mayhem and the Boss Foss when he did join me in videos. That's awesome. If I have to pick well another one, it'd be McCready, though, because McCready has been in two games. Really? Okay. Yeah. okay. So McCready is actually one of the children from Camp Little Light in Fallout 3. Okay. He is a child. Little so, Lamp. Oh, okay. Little Lamp. So in Fallout 4, there's actually three characters that make an appearance from Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. One is McCready as an adult. The other one is um, Elder Maxon, the leader of okay. the Brotherhood of Steel. 
And I can't remember who the third person is right now. Interesting. I know Moira's uh, survival guide makes it into four as well. And it mm -hmm. talks about the protagonist from four or from three and four. Gotcha. Oh, it's also very heavily uh, implied that Deacon is actually Fallout 3's main character. The one that changes his face really? all the time. There is okay. a huge fan theory that Deacon is your playable character from 3. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I got to say, Nick Valentine, Dog Me, Max Mayhem. That one's for you, Max. Shouted you out. Boss, boss. Go for it, boss. Are All right. Well, <laughs> I'll go with three since dog meat was taken. Dog meat, obviously. I, it's just great having dog meat around, and then of course, the fact that in Fallout Four you can actually change the dog breed. Um, with oh, yeah, I forgot the, about that because I have my dog uh, meat as a husky. Yeah. Um. I mean, Nick Valentine is iconic, and I was going to go with Nick Valentine to add it in, too. So I will actually jump back to New Vegas with um, Cass, C-A-S-S. Mm, okay. Which, she's part of a quest to where you're actually supposed to bring her in and she's supposed to get killed. But, I mean, you just don't have to do that quest where you can try and keep her alive. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, Piper. Mm, interesting. Okay. Piper ends up being uh, my love interest in Fallout Four. Yeah, Piper. Piper's Kiri. a good love interest in Fallout Four. I go with Kiri. Or you have to go with the, you have to go with the redheaded lass as well. Oh yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I have multiple love interests, but. We're not gonna get into that right now. I legit what just you, now Zosh found Zosh? out. Fallout, I just found out you can have love interests in Fallout seventy six. Really? Oh well, because of Wastelanders. Yep, I did not know that for the longest time, and I was playing yesterday, and I was uh, playing with Matt, and I was at the Brotherhood of Steel turning in technical data. And the person started flirting with me and I was like, mm -hmm. you could flirt back. And I was like, wait, you could flirt? He's like, yeah, don't you, aren't you like with people? So you could get the lover's embrace perks? I was like, what? This is a part of the game? He's like, yeah, dude, I'm like dating four of my companions. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, what? But yes, who are your favorite companions, Zoshimoshi? Okay, um, I... What's the robot? Rose. Okay. She's not necessarily a companion. Oh, you're but... talking about uh, the gosh, one from the she... Mechanist DLC? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's Because she's not like technically your... Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's really good. a companion because um, you get her and you can use her. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I was kind of unsure. Like, is she a companion mm -hmm. or not? But yeah, that, that was a super cool robot companion. Um, let's see other ones. I mean, you already said dog meat. You already said Nick Valentine. Um, I remember who it is that shows up in four. That's also from three. It's the girl from the Nuka World DLC. Because in Fallout Three, you oh, do a small yeah. side quest for her to collect bottles of Nuka Cola. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, she shows cola um, fan girl. Fan. Yeah. Yep. 
she's the third character that shows up from three to four. Thank you for reminding no me. You get two points That's for Gryffindor. Cool. Yay! Yay! Wonderful two points for Gryffindor. I love it. Yeah. Cool. And then um in the new sorry, sorry. Let in me, uh... Fallout 76. Oh hell yeah. Hell since yeah. David awesome. since David's taking a fake drink out of his Nuka-Cola quantum bottle to show up. Right. Oh shit, we're gonna get into a flexing contest. <laughs> oh now. dear. He's got all of them. Oh, let me Crap, just go over here Let's and grab my cookbook to read some recipes. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I got two of them, but they're not right here. Who are your <laughs> companions again, apart from Rose? Oh, okay. So uh, Rose, um, I want to pick Nick Valentine as well, just because he's phenomenal in Fallout Four. He's a great yep. companion. Nick Valentine was cool. Yeah, and for those reasons, like whoever programmed that to have him like be a synth and violate, like you said, like the laws of physics sometimes, like just drop through the ceiling or something random. Bro, um, it would for those reasons specifically. Out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they did a really good job making him custom because all the other ones are like human or animals, so they just kind of like are the same. But Nick Valentine is unique, and then also uh, Commander Daggery mm-hmm. in Fallout seventy six. She doesn't leave your camp. But she has a really cool like story that you get to learn. I don't know. Have you had her either of you? I have her. I have her in my companion? alien base right now, and I do gotta agree. She has a really good story okay. because. So yep. David, because I don't think you know her story whatsoever, David, because you again quit playing seventy six. So when I'm they started back into it, when they introduced yeah, get back into it. It's awesome. She was the first of two companions you could get. And her story is before the bombs dropped, she was shot into space. So she watched the bombs drop from space. And her ship crash lands back into Earth and you find her and you have to help her find out what happened to like everybody. Like you have to help her uncover her story on what happened. It's like it's really, really good. She she's the one that I have patrolling my alien base, and that's then I awesome. never ta- I never ended up getting the guy that's at the uh the raider radio guy, the other dude. Bar- oh okay. Or whatever his name yeah. is. I never ended up talking to yeah. him. Yeah. Because I I have gotcha. her, and then I have obviously all the scoreboard allies like Doctor Solomon, the cook girl, the little girl, um Grom. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. Grom, who is okay. the giant super mutant. Yep. All right. So, what's your next question? Hang on. Before you get to that question, you're before aware you. that Nick Valentine is not the only synth companion, right? Which is the other one? You don't know. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, you'll have to refresh my memory. When following the Brotherhood of Steel line, the companion that you get mm-hmm. is actually a synth. Deacon? Not. No, it's not Deacon. Oh, no, because Deacon's the, the guy who changes his face. It's the commander, dude. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I'm getting his actual name right now. But, um... He's this. You find out he's a Sith? Yeah, he's 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 a Sith. If you follow the Brotherhood Steel uh, line to completion, um, yeah, you discover that he's a Sith and you're supposed to kill him. That's fascinating. <clears throat> Commander Dance, I would say. 
Yeah, Commander mm, Dance. Okay. And then also um, X6-88. He's a uh, totally cool. synth courser, and uh, you can have him as a companion as well. Oh, no way. And that's without modding. That is like actual canon. With modding, you can technically have your spouse come back as a synth as well. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember that mod. That was one of the very few yeah, they... mods I used. That's so cool. Yeah, they have exceptional modding. Yeah, but yeah. What's your next question, Logan? Alrighty. So um the next one. What is your guys' favorite DLC from any of the games? Okay. And then uh, yeah, go off the boss roster. Mothership Zeta, of course. Oh, of course. You probably stole that one from Ryan. <laughs> probably. It's it's that and then he's also going to probably say, now since I took Mothership Zeta. He's gonna go. Okay, well, you got Mothership Zeta. Well, I'm gonna go with Nuka World. So okay, I'm gonna I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Point Lookout because the one I did Mothership Zeta for, you said Point Lookout. I didn't say well, Point Lookout. You said uh the, the, the Far Harbor, Far Harbor. Yeah, I said Far Harbor. Yeah. So I was gonna choose gotcha. Far Harbor as mine. Nice. Um, so are you going Mothership Zeta for yours, like your actual one? My uh, my actual one though um, goes to Fallout New Vegas, and it's the Lonesome Road DLC. Mm. Like a, every single one of New Vegas's DLCs takes you to a new location. So Lonesome Road takes you down the Lonesome Road where you meet the original Courier Six. Uh, his name is Ulysses. Um, there's one that ends up getting you transported to Big Brain Mountain. Get the exact name of that area. And then Blood Money takes you to Zion Valley, where you meet somebody else who is critical to the thing. But Lonesome Road, for me, had a very deep emotional impact because you oh, find sure. out the the reason why he chose you. It turns out that in the past, you actually had ran into each other and you don't remember that. But he saw that you were going to be the one that was going to be taking the package after him. Mm-hmm. So he let you take the package, which ended up with you getting shot, which is the start of the game. That's fascinating. And the DLC ends with uh, well, probably one of my, my favorite lines from the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, there's the the war war never changes line, yep. but this Lonesome Road DLC ends with war war never changes, but the men uh, but the men do through the roads that they walk. Interesting. And I just I love that quote. I almost put it in my yearbook, but I did not. That's kind of cool. Go ahead, Ron. So, I. My cat's tail just scared the fuck out of me because I thought it was a spider. I could obviously go with Mothership Zeta as one of my favorite because it was a very great DLC. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take the Road Less Traveled and I'm going to say my favorite DLC was the Wastelanders DLC for Fallout Ooh, 76. Good one. And good I choose that one, one because 
in terms of every Fallout game, Wastelanders had the most impactful towards the story in Fallout. Mainly because Wastelanders brought the story to Fallout. But um, That's kind of funny. I'm, I'm going to argue with you on that point real quick. I'm so okay. sorry. I, I haven't argued with you on anything else. I just got to warn you, I'm a master Fallout debater. The Broken Steel DLC from uh, Fallout 3. Are you familiar with it? Broken Steel from Fallout 3? Yeah. Was so the way that, that Operation Enbridge? Or... Oh no, Broken Steel is the continuation after the game ends, right? I can't, uh, Canonically, originally, Fallout 3 ended with you dying. Yeah. Uh, Broken Steel makes it to where you didn't die. Because, I mean... You're not going to be that stupid. You're going to, you know, that there's radiation in there. So, you know, you would have taken some sort of precaution or, you know, have companions with you. Like, you, you literally have a super mutant with you. You could have sent the super mutant in. It had to be you, of course. But uh, for me, Broken Steel would have been more uh, important to the story because it's also canon. To where you go with the Brotherhood of Steel to go wipe out the last remnants of your uncle. And you get Liberty Prime. Yeah, but... Yeah, Liberty Prime. I'll let you continue with your... Literally uh, Wasteland. I, I get that. 76 was saved by Wasteland. I get that. Wastelanders literally brought narrative to the game, though. The game had narrative through holotapes and everything else, but it was an empty shell of what Fallout could be. Mm. Wastelanders literally was like, here is meat. Have sustenance. This is the story now. Which is proven... Ow, 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 my cat just slid off my lap. Which is proven <laughs> by the fact that they reworked the intro of the game. Because originally, Wastelanders was meant to take place a couple months after you initially leave the vault. And now right. it's all changed up to where there are people here. It's no longer an empty shell of Appalachia. There's It's flourishing. There's people. There's evidence that there is human life compared to what it was at beta and launch. Where it was literally felt like when you left 76, you were the... You and every other online player was the only humans left. You had an elusive overseer that was somewhere in the map alive but you never were able to find her until Wastelanders came out the story never advanced further and since Wastelanders we've gotten Steel Dawn um, Steel Rain the Pit and a bunch of other things that have continued to flourish and flush out the story which would not have been possible if it wasn't for Wastelanders interesting I yield on that one. I'll let you have that one. Yeah. Yes. I told you I was a master debater. <laughs> I'm sure you're a master debater. Debater. <laughs> what about you, Logan? What's your favorite uh, DLC? Ooh, okay. So for me, did, wait, did either of you guys say Operation Anchorage? That was well, yeah, what I he... was originally going to pick. But I chose to do hmm. Wastelanders instead of Anchorage because Anchorage is hmm. up there. It is really An Anchorage up is up there. Yeah. Okay, so 
instead of Anchorage, I'm going to pick Anchorage is your favorite. You part... can go with Anchorage. Like, don't, don't be I like, would, I thought of another one. Answer to just be like, <laughs> all right, let's go with this instead because it's a robot track. Right. You know, the right. mm, okay. Okay. Also, gotcha. don't try to pick your I'll... friend's answer to try to steal points. So that way you can take away his creative mm. idea on what to pick. I didn't take your answer. I was scrolling with you, but I didn't take Bitch, your answer. Bitch, you said mother's data. <laughs> <laughs> the debate deepens. I love it. Okay. Okay. So I am actually going to put Anchorage second to. The part of Nuka World in which you check out Vault Tech among the stars. Did either of you try I did, that yeah. out? I ran the roller coaster as well. So yeah, Nuka World, Nuka World is one of my favorite DLCs. One mm-hmm. thing that makes it not yeah. the reason why I chose Nuka World, as David thought, is I do not like the fact that it really enforces you on having to kind of join the Raiders. Because it heavily mm, push, it okay. heavily pushes you into wanting to That's be fair. a Raider. Which, in hindsight, yeah. when you think about it, you're in a DLC location. This should not affect your base game. That's true. But when you come back true. from Nuka World after being a Raider there, you enslave your camp. Everybody hates you. Parson Gravy yeah. fucking hates your guts because of it. Yep. And when I yep. first ever played Nuka World and I discovered that because I played it as a raider because I was like, oh, I'm going to get rewarded for being bad. Yay. <laughs> it Hilarious. crushed me. And I literally resorted to a save that was like 10 hours in the past. No way. And well, the other thing the is entirety of Nuka World as Nuka not a raider. There is, there is a way to not be a raider, but the issue is you can't continue past that point. Like as soon as you kill the raiders, Nuka World is not going to be a thing. It's like, all right, well the survivors are free. You're not going to be a raider anymore. But all the quests actually go and liberate the areas mm-hmm. don't exist anymore. Fascinating. So you can't turn on the power. Yeah. It essentially punished you for being good. Yeah. And it that and the Meyer Lurks. I fucking hate Meyer Lurks. <laughs> don't we all? That is enough said. Yeah. So uh getting back to your the, the question you just asked uh, about what our thoughts are yeah. were with Baltech among the stars. Yep. I got Doom vibes from it. Okay. Uh, because, you know, they're basically saying, hey, we're going to go build on another planet. Yeah. Wait, when you say Wait. Dim vibes, is that Doom? D O O M. Doom. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is and a lot of people look at it as a reference. Doors in Doom, it says Vault Tech on it. Yeah, in the in the 2016 Doom, there's Vault Tech doors, which is a beautiful nod. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I also liked. So I don't know how much you guys delved into that, 
But in one of Oxhorn's videos, the YouTuber I mentioned earlier, he does a complete dive of Vault Tech Among the Stars, that location. And if you like really take a deep dive into that air location, that area, you'll find um, in one of the rooms that they've been like actually gassing you to like want to purchase that right, in a weird yeah. way. Did you guys both find that? Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that's, that's like super intense capitalistic weirdness. And it, it was, it was impressive. It um, is one of those things about Fallout 4 that makes you think. And um, that location nailed that for me. So as part of a DLC, yeah, definitely my favorite. So cool. All right. So next question. Yeah. Next question. All right. So um, for your guys's opinion on the games, um, particularly, okay, which one of the games made you feel like you had the most control? Because it is a role-playing experience, but are you always in control? So I'm curious, of all the different ones that you played, being in control, being in control of your situation, your outcomes, everything, which game made you feel the most in control? Whose turn is it Let's to go first? I think it might be yours, Ryan. I think. Okay. I have two answers for that. Go for it. So I have answer A, which is in control as in my own choices, my own mm -hmm. like opinions, which I would say yep. Fallout 3 gave me the most control in that aspect. Because yeah. there wasn't anything of you going to work for somebody else or you weren't a pawn in somebody else's game. Mm -hmm. It was very much the story played out the way I wanted it to. If I was good, I yep. was good. If I was neutral, I was neutral. If I was evil, I was an evil son's a bitch. Okay. And I liked how that story played out in that aspect of giving me the control. Because I feel like that's something Fallout 4 didn't do, being the fact that the factions in that were very convoluted and mm -hmm. you couldn't really side with the people you wanted to side with because you had to take a very linear path. I see. If you wanted to be with Brotherhood of Steel, you couldn't be with the Railroad, you couldn't be with the Minutemen, you couldn't be with the Institute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like in 4... There was sides that I was able to see to every faction that made mm -hmm. me like it. And like, for instance, the Brotherhood of Steel, I love being a part of in every game but four. I really did not like them in four, which really counteracts the way I feel about the Brotherhood of Steel in most games. Mm. So okay, I have to say three gives, three gives you the most freedom of being yourself and making your own choices in that aspect. Yeah, and expanding My, upon that, in Fallout 4, you actually get forced to choose a side eventually to give yeah. the story linear progression. So yeah, I, I do agree with that. Sorry, continue. My option B answer is the one that gives me the most freedom in a role-playing sense would be mm -hmm. New Vegas. Because oh, New yeah. Vegas had, with the stats and everything, there was the bonus perks or whatever it was. That mm -hmm. added contributes to the game, like Bloody Mess and stuff like that. They had a perk right. in there that was like the bizarre, like, whatever. Wild, and, wild Wasteland. Wild Wasteland, which is yeah. one of the, which is another reason why I really love Fallout New Vegas. And I wish this perk made it into the other ones because you got to see stuff that was just not 
realistically vi- viable or funny or whatever. Like one right. of the very first things you see is an Indiana Jones reference to a skeleton with a fedora and a refrigerator mm-hmm. dead, yep. which is a reference to the crystal school where he hides in a refrigerator from a nuclear blast. The other one was a Godzilla sized gecko and like a bunch of other stuff that just in a role playing aspect, it made you feel like you were playing more of a role playing game. Yeah. Because there's just bizarre occurrences. It, had a better in fluctuation in the leveling up and the stuff like that to kind of build upon a character okay. kind of like with 76 76 is a close second for that because 76 is literally built to be a role-playing game being the fact gotcha. that there are numerous roles to play as a heavy a medic a cook a survivalist whatever but three in new vegas are my option a and b depending on which way you want to break down that question mm, okay Cool. Foss, Foss, your turn. Most control. I'm going to go with four. Okay. I do not like the fact that you're forced into the faction at the end, though. Like, yeah. you have to go this way. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know if you, going back to the interview that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. or at least they were um, talking about now Starfield. Yeah, one of the things Ooh, that they they talk about doing, um, because yeah. they did like a hey, this is what's going on kind of thing, mm-hmm. is you're not working your way up with the four main factions to be the head of the department. Your your actions will have some sort of consequence. Like there there will be things that will happen because of your actions. Yes, but you know, in the grand scheme of things. It's not realistic to be like, oh, yeah, you just walked in. Here's the keys. You're now the general of the Minutemen. You're now the head of the Brotherhood of Steel. You're now the head of the Institute. Right. Now you're leading the railroad. It's like that doesn't quite. Institute 1 is the only one that might have worked out. But yeah. Um, with Starfield, you know, it's. you'll There will be some consequences, but for the most part, you know, you're just going to be a pawn. And I know that that's yeah. one thing that uh, Rune was saying that he's not super fan of. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things is um, they have said, not sure to what extent, but you're not, the, the factions are not being super pitted against each other. Interesting. Okay. So with, with Starfield, it's, you can be part of all four and do missions for all four. Right. And not feel, okay, well, if I do too many missions for this person, I'm not going to be able to do any missions for this person anymore. It's like, no, you can work with all four. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super excited for Starfield, and I can't wait for it. To oh, play. me too. That game is um, a long time in the waiting for me. I remember seeing the first original trailer, and I can't wait to see what that game has to offer. And from what we've seen so far, um, it looks fascinating it, it really reminds me of no man's sky and i can't wait to see what comes of that game it's it, I, I have really I'm, high hopes i'm super excited i can't wait for it to come out but at the same time i want them to take their time with it yeah because if it goes down right like if as, it's if it's like a cyberpunk that, it's yeah it, it's going to spell major issues for bethesda oh yeah oh yeah um jumping on to half your note most freedom 
I I'm gonna go with seventy six. Okay. Yep. That that's mine as well. Seventy six. Uh, mostly just because, as Rune was saying, you can pretty much be any position you you want. Seventy mm-hmm. so, six. Like, literally, you can be the medic of, the... of every faction too. Yeah. So, like, you can be the medic of the group. Like, you get your group of friends together, which yep. hasn't happened yet. I am trying to get back into it. And I have been asking Rune, like, hey, when we do play, when we're not recording, if we can play, can we also work on my story so that way I can kind of get caught back up to you guys? And then that's, I get, that's like, what we're yeah, working. let's do that. That's what we're and working on now. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And then immediately it turns to, but first, let's do this thing for this, and then we'll be distracted and never get back to it. Oh, you guys will go I'll around and do it. It'll be fine. But yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, you can be incredible. you can be like the medic. You can be the the cook of the group. Uh, you can be the one carrying all the ammo. Yeah. Awesome. What so. about you, Logan? What is your viewpoint in this question? Yeah, so I agree almost wholeheartedly in Fallout seventy six for you having the most control. One of the things that really blew me away, and I wish it was kind of a bigger feature, um, was the vending. Being able to go out, collect a cool item, and then vend it. And items are part of the next question. You guys are going to enjoy this. Um, but um, to be thinking about that. But being able to find items, use them for a while. Um, I remember originally, like, I found my first Gatling gun, and that thing was awesome on the hand crank, one in 76. Um, used it for a while and then I found a better one I was like oh well, let's sell this thing and another player who came out of the vault snapped it up almost immediately I thought that's a really cool way for you to just I don't know it adds a sense of economy a sense of a market and is also a great way to find like secondhand items and um, gives you a lot of control over the wasteland the whole player experience so yeah 76 for me cool all right next question yeah so next question and I'm just I've I've come up with questions and we'll just run through questions until I don't know what time you wanted to be done, Ryan, but I, I'll just keep coming up with questions. <laughs> did anybody catch what time we started real fast? Quick intermission. What time did we start? We can edit this out or something. Uh, Just after 10. Just after 10. So we've been going for... I, I would say we probably started about 10.15. So we're almost over an hour. Hours. We're almost hitting two hours. How many more questions do you have? Um, I had three more. I think we can fit them in in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Lead round this yeah. shit. Let's do it. Start answer. Got it. All right. Okay. So, um, the next question, talking about items, what was your guys's favorite weapon? It doesn't necessarily have to be a weapon. It could be just your favorite item. But favorite item or weapon? Maybe, maybe pick an item and a weapon. Favorite right. item and favorite weapon from Plus, the entire fall. You're first on this franchise. one. Maria from New Vegas. It's a nine. It's the nine millimeter pistol with your shotgun. With a with what? A what? It's it's a nine millimeter pistol that you're yeah. shot with. Oh, the, the one that you're shot at the oh, beginning. Oh, the one that Matthew Perry shoots you with. Yeah, it's it, the name of the gun is Maria. That's oh. cool. And the reason that I love Maria, the gun. Is because Sorry, Maria. Uh, nine millimeter pistols are not actually in any of the other games. It's just New Vegas. Mm, yeah, because all ten millimeter. They're all ten That's millimeter, funny. and I I love the idea of the nine millimeter pistol. It's just a yeah. good pistol. As for my favorite item, 
Or yeah. like any particular item, or just like it. it yeah, what I mean is like, are you wanting like an apparel? Or are you wanting like a a, I don't, a weapon and then a non-weapon? A non-weapon. Yes, any non-weapon could be armor, could be a a key, something. I don't know. Sure. Well, uh, my answer for you. Yes. The glow in the dark Nuka Cola. Nuka Cola Cola. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. The one Sweet. that I have in my hand. That's awesome. For those of you who are not watching the uh, actual video, I am holding an actual Nuka Cola Quantum. Which is amazing. That is empty, but it's the bottle. How did it taste when you drank it or drank it? Tasted like air because it was an empty bottle when I bought it. Oh, <laughs> I see. I, I see. I have not made new the Nuka Cola yet in the test book. Gotcha. All right. My favorite weapon has to be from Fallout New Vegas. And it's the weapon that you buy off a kid because he's running around and it looks like a toy gun and he's like fake shooting his art. art. Oh my God. Yes. And you have to do this side quest at the Poseidon. Is it a hydro plant or solar plant? Hy Poseidon. It's a solar. Yeah. Pretty much, it's uh, the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. When you turn Ooh. on the solar the solar plant, it activates the gun, and when you shoot the gun, it sends a laser beam from space that just decimates wherever you're aiming. What? That's awesome. Beautiful fucking weapon. Great. My favorite is so cool. item is Jingles the Space Monkey. Oh, nice. Yeah. The great choice. That's awesome. What about you, Logan? <laughs> okay, so for me, um in Fallout New Vegas there is the DLC called the Gunrunners DLC. I remember and yeah, and there is a ten millimeter submachine gun in that game. I am totally blanking on the name of it now, but the functionality of that submachine gun because the submachine guns the other ones in the game kind of suck um also in fallout 76 like they're really underwhelming but this one and it's specifically only in the gunrunners dlc they just made it op and it is it's a fantastic like automatic weapon to use in that game and i just really enjoy that one um gosh let's see for favorite like item um when I went on the submarine, and this is Fallout 4, spoilers, when I went on the submarine um, and you pick up the hat from the captain who's lived down there for the radiation for so long, I wore that hat the rest of the game because I was like, that's, I, it was just so cool to have his hat afterwards it was awesome for me at least. That's totally personal. Like other people would be like, oh, it's just a hat, whatever. But for me, that, that was a cool thing to have. So yeah, awesome. All right. Cool. All right. Next, Next question. question. This is a good one. There are many vaults in Fallout 4. I mean, in all the Fallouts. Um, I'm thinking Fallout 4, but in all the vaults, in all of Fallout, there are many vaults. Which one is your guys' favorite? And then for what reason is it your favorite? Uh, go ahead. Uh, boss, I think you this time? Or was it Ryan's turn? It's my turn, technically. Oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah, okay. Um, my favorite vault. See, I want to choose 
the murder mystery one that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to because I want to do something original and something we haven't talked about yet. Gotcha. So my favorite vault in Fallout has to be from Fallout 4. Okay. And I think it's Vault 81. Okay. Which is the DLC vault that we ourselves build. Because oh. the there I is is she a feral ghoul or something that was from like before the bombs dropped and she tasks us with building the vault. Yeah, she and then you have the option the of you have the option of performing the vault tech experience experiments on your people or you don't. Like it could go either way. Yeah. I really like it because it is my own story and I could choose mm. to either be a dick and do these experiments and torture my residents and just become another notch in the belt that is Volt Tech, or I could actually be the saving grace and offer an actual safe haven within the vaults. Right. Which is not something that was offered outside of Volt 81 and Volt 76. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, technically, 101 was also a control vault. Like, it was just... It was just a vault. There wasn't was, actually like an It wasn't, it wasn't because they went against Volt Tech. They never because, got the green light to open the door. Because they opened the door for James and his wife because she was pregnant with you. And initially you came in the vault. No, she didn't, no. Because you were born in Megaton. No, you were you were born in Rivet. Rivet City. Was it born in Rivet City? And then we went yeah, to it's of, been it's been of, a very long time since I played through. the doctor. But yeah, no, you were born in Rivet City and then you made your way to Vault uh, 101. Yeah, oh, but sorry. everybody turns on you and the tunnel snakes were too cool for their own kind. No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, have to, I have to say our own vault was my favorite because I've done both where I did it the experiments for Vault Tech, and then I did it where I was like I'm going to be good. And I just got to say, it was like, it was fun. I know that's like a cop out of an answer because the vaults have very good lore. But I'm I'm a cop out on this one and choosing my own vault. That works. That works. Okay, boss. My favorite vault. Does it have to be a vault to be physically a bit? Mm, no, it doesn't have to be. It could just be your favorite one, period. I still don't have an answer, but I'm just curious about that. Let's go with you first while I try to figure out. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the L on those questions because I really like when I'm thinking of the vaults, the vaults that like come to mind, I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but like they're iconic. Yeah. Uh, um I believe it's yeah, I believe it's from New Vegas. There's this vault where when you get there, there's somebody outside the open vault, they're dying. Yep. They're like, don't go in there. And then as yeah. you go in, you just find out that there was these two warring sides. It ended up being a war, but it was two yeah. political sides. And the experiment of the vault was um, that every year they had the overseer had to nominate somebody to be chosen. And yeah. what that meant was the person would be put into a room. Mm-hmm. And sacrifice. 
Yes. And then at the end, I mean, I'm just going to go with this as my favorite fault. I can't. Yeah, remember. no. I know of this vault very well. I know of this vault too, and I couldn't remember the number or anything to it, but this was going to be mine, and that's why I copped out. As long as you survive, which you should survive, yes. Uh, you are then told, "Hey, congratulations for choosing not to sacrifice somebody." You know, faith in humanity is is restored. The door is now open. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. It's like a oh. They didn't have to do it that entire time, but they did it for like 200 years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. And you, Zoshimoshi, what is your favorite vault? <laughs> this is a bit of a cop-out as well, but um, Vault 76, because it's the only vault in the franchise that is like a serious vault. All the other ones are experimental, and 76 is actually like the quintessential ideals the of the to- vault. Yeah. To, build, to build, rebuild humanity. Mm-hmm. To rebuild humanity. And um, I don't know if you co- sort of stick with the theory that I don't know if it's conspiracy theory or not that um, the Enclave runs Vault Tech or something like that. It's like why did they set up this vault as like generating the player which is like well to do. They're not coming out of some weird situation. And then they later on then discover the Enclave, which is located like nearby. It's like it doesn't quite all add up. It's like the Enclave think... tries to be hidden, but then like they make themselves discoverable just by the one vault that was there. It's kind of, it's just kind of weird. I haven't totally well, figured that out yet. But yeah, in the lore, Enclave was around before the bombs drop. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's the other way around that the Enclave didn't use Voltech. Voltech was the one that used everybody else because Voltech was building vaults all around the world. Mm-hmm. They were partnered on both sides of the war. Yeah. And they did experiments. They pushed the war. Fascinating. So that way, I mean, the, the, the theory the is that Voltech is the one who pushed the button and actually started the war. Gotcha. It started the, 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 the war that lasted like 15 minutes yeah right. they're the ones that and knew the planet in, in, inadvertently ended vault tech as well i don't that wasn't their intention they did end up blowing themselves. well i mean it is their intention to end the world because they manufactured in post-apocalyptic safety no i what well, my what i was meaning is i don't think that they intended to kill themselves in doing yeah that. yeah because you can find the vault tech headquarters in Fallout 3. And in 76, because you find what the Voltec University, which is mm-hmm. based in Appalachia, gives you details on it too. But anyway, yeah. All right, tangent. Tangent. Oh no, that's totally good. Your um, final before you... question. Yeah. Wait, real quick, or... do you have time to explain to me how Voltec annihilated themselves? Fill me in on details of that because I'm not totally sure I know everything on that. Well, if if they had launched, like the theory is that they had launched the nukes, or that right. they they're the had, ones who ended up who caused decides to yeah to fight right because I'd heard about that yeah. Uh, the reason I say that they ended up annihilating themselves is if that if they did do that, they accidentally blew up their building, or like ended up getting the entire building killed. Interesting. Okay. It's just a theory. Yeah. A dang theory. Yeah. Don't sue us. (laughs) Don't sue us. 
Right. Uh, but yeah, like I I wholly believe that if they had intended to to set off the nukes just to prove or make it justified of why they had the vaults. Right. I believe that they had every intention to receive all the data from these experiments and yep. survive the bomb. Yep. And like restart society, do like some reset of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, that, that answers it. Okay. Last question, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you could we're, add, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. If you could add one thing to the Fallout universe, it could be a mechanic, it could be a location, it could be anything. If you could add one thing and one thing only, what would it be? And it's to the whole universe. It could be to a specific game, but like I'm I'm thinking as big as possible here. Just like one overarching thing uh, to provide an example. I don't know, like maybe you could a mechanic that would let you put on shoes or something like that. I don't, I don't know. That's just an example. I got two answers, but it's David's turn to go first. I got first. one specifically. Yeah. Like I, I really do want this one. Mm -hmm. So I know that in Fallout 4, you can place down a beacon to get a vertebrate to fly to you, and then you can tell the vertebrate where to fly. Yep. I want the ability to actually pilot the vertebrate. Ooh. And be like, okay, like, like we'll use 76 as an example. I knew you have my buddies hop on the, the machine guns, and I'd actually be able to fly over, provide air support for somebody, or... Right. Imagine a scorched queen fight in a vertebrate. Yeah. I'd like yeah, actually be able to fly it and be like, okay, hey, I'm swooping down here or um like Fallout 4, be like, hey, I'm gonna pilot it as you're flying by. Ooh, you know what that location right there, that looks interesting. Let me just yep. go to that. Because once you set the location, it just goes. You can't say, oh, course correct. Mm -hmm. Um and same for Fallout 3. And granted you can't fly the bird birds, but you can see them. Right. Okay. Um. So the mechanic that I really wish that they had added in, or do add in, would mm -hmm. be the ability to actually pilot the birds. That's a good one. Okay, I like that. All, All right. right. I have two answers. One of them is it. not an in-game answer, though. So I'll save okay. that one for a second. Okay. My right. first answer is a feature that I think would be amazing to put into a Fallout game is let's do a Bethesda or Obsidian game that takes place on the West Coast. Because every game has taken place on the East Coast. Ooh, okay. Well, no. New Vegas. New every... Vegas is on the okay. West Coast. Fallout, the original Fallout is on the West Coast. I understand that you're meaning like a 3D one. Yeah. I do. I did forget about New Vegas when I made that statement. But I, also, I did face technically that. Obsidian, even though their name's not directly on the fallouts, um, they are the ones who made the original fallouts. I think we need more West Coast fallouts that are more mainline canon. Yeah, like imagine San Francisco or LA or even like Seattle. Could be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a more urbanized one. Okay, cool. 
You guys want to hear mine? And then my out of oh, game yeah, answer, the... my out of game answer is since we're getting a TV show, I was thinking about this before the podcast. Yep. Books that expand the lore of Fallout into like a book phenomenal. series. Yeah. Mo- a lot of very popular games yeah. have books now for them that detail events that take place in between games. Gears of War, yeah. Halo, Assassin's Creed, even fucking Minecraft right. has novels, like best-selling novels that take place. And I think Fallout would be an amazing world to do yeah. that in because you could expand Raider Factions, Brotherhood of Steel, Enclave, other vaults. Volt Tech itself. There is such a rich tapestry for yeah. novelists to enter in and expand on this world. And it was something that I was thinking of because I mean, like right here next to me, I have a gaming novel like right next to me on my desk. Right. And I was looking at that as I was waiting for everybody to jump into this Zoom call. And I was like, it would be amazing to have Fallout books. Oh, totally. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right, Logan, cool. what's something you would like to see brought to Fallout? When I was playing through Fallout 4, I would have loved to have been able to drive a land vehicle. I honestly thought that's where David was going to go with his answer. Yeah, no, I was expecting one of you David to say and well. I have had that conversation too. Yeah. Where like he, at least the motorcycle. Like give us something. a motorcycle something. Yeah. And even like in like when Wastelanders was coming around, I thought they would maybe add something to um have like a drivable vehicle because the Raiders are like rebuilding stuff. There's engines for water pumps. There's like there's engines, right? So we know yeah, engines the are thing there. In the, yeah, in the game, it's just like applying it to a vehicle, and it's like if well, you can I do mean, that in, in game in game the vehicles ran on fusion cores. Yeah, which we well. use to power our power armor. So mm-hmm. it should be ability to have like a tricycle for 70. 76 would be the perfect game to implement it in because it's yeah. co-op. So you can yeah. have multiple people in a vehicle or let's say in Fallout 5, they give you a motorcycle so you could actually carry more inventory. Yeah. Get to locations faster. Like in Fallout 5, give us a huge fucking map exactly. and give us a motorcycle that we need fusion cores to power to allow us to travel to these distance faster than just walking and maybe even take out fast travel. If you implement a vehicle, take out fast travel. Logan? David? I'm here. I was... Yeah, we we lost Logan real real quick. I was looking up um, if there's a Fallout novel, and there technically is a graphic novel. But that's the closest that they got. This is the biggest cliffhanger he could ever leave with leave us with. Right. Logan. Oh. Logan. Hey, there he is. Hey. <laughs> My Wi-Fi crashed. Uh, My apologies. That's okay. Hey, we're like, this is the best cliffhanger. Yeah, it's like, will he return? I came back, don't worry. All right. With all yes. the questions out of the way, and the I don't know how much of the vehicle topic you were there for because I didn't realize you froze. Yeah, Um. I heard the last thing you were like, in Fallout 5, we need a motorcycle, and I completely agree with you. 
That's the last thing I heard. <laughs> that that's pretty much where it ended up. Well, I mean, so they have the vehicle vehicle mechanics with like Elder Scrolls. They have the horse. Yeah. Same premise. Just I want to ride a gosh darn death claw. I mean, yeah. the, only, the other vehicle that can like Fallout Three, the vehicle that you ride in Fallout Three, besides Berber, the tram. Mm-hmm. Yes. The tram is just an NPC with a tram head that is running really fast. Yeah. I forgot about that. I I honestly forgot about that. That is funny. Okay. Sorry. Engines. All right, cool. Logan. Yeah. With with uh, the last question being said, yes. We have to round out this podcast. This nice Sounds hour good. Lo- this nice two hour special. It was it was a good special. I'm, I'm I feel honored to be the host. It is a great kickoff to season two. Yep. We need to know how your point system worked <laughs> and whether or not Boss Foss or myself gets to host the next episode. Ooh, okay. So break so, down your point assumption and give us a kind of detailed way that you're gonna do this. We win. Somewhat of a detailed thing. Okay, so for the first memory of the series, um, I really like Boss Foss's um the way he talked about DC and like his first experience of seeing DC. So he won in that um category for the favorite game. Um I think that one would go to Boss Boss as well, with it being New Vegas. That, that was the game you chose, right? Yep. Um, New Vegas is, is a good one to put down for that. Just because there's a lot going on in New Vegas, and you remarked on it pretty nicely. Uh, the favorite location, Ryun, remind me the name of the location again that you chose. Was it a long time ago? Mothership Zeta was the one that I yep. wanted to yep. For, yep, yep, yep. That was a great choice. Um, I personally like that one because that would probably be my second choice. Um, for the favorite companion, um, I sort of took your second one, so I give that category to you as well. Yes. Um, it's a tight yeah, no, name so far. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick Valentine is an exceptional um, one. Okay, for DLC, Boss Foss, this one goes to you. Um, Far Harbor was a great choice. There's a lot going on in Far Harbor. It also kind of hit the Lovecraft. Actually, hang on. Yeah. Far Harbor wasn't my my choice. For the DLC? No, I went I went with Lonesome Road in New Vegas. I, I mean, like, I would take the really? point, but I, that wasn't my answer, and I don't want to earn oh, the point. Wait, what did you say Far Harbor to? Was that, oh, that was your favorite location, not your favorite DLC? Yeah. Yep, okay, my bad. Cool, okay. Um, which one did you say for your favorite location? My, you mean my favorite DLC? Oh, yeah, DLC? yeah, favorite favorite DLC, yes. It was the Lonesome Road, Road DLC okay. from New Vegas. And we're going to redo this point. Uh, what was yours, Ryan, for your favorite DLC? Wastelanders. Wastelanders. Yeah, this one still goes to boss. Sorry, I hated Wastelanders. <laughs> two to four. <laughs> no, okay. it's three two. No, yeah, you it's, have it's four. Three, two. Wait, I think it has three. Okay. I think I it's three. Two. Argue. I won't argue. I'm only one yeah, yeah. The, the third the third point was for the DLC. Gotcha. Okay, for the next one, um, your opinion on the most control in the game was one that I agreed on. Two as well. Um, that one goes to Boss Foss. 
Um, what's the score now? It's four, four two. two. Four two. Four okay. Two. Yeah. So, um, for the favorite weapon, that one went to Ryan. Um, I didn't write down which weapon yours was. I just said made a mark for R. And then, um, the favorite vault went to Boss Foss as well. And then the final one, the one thing to add to Fallout went to Ryan as well. So I think that ends up it being boss foss right okay gotcha. yes Sorry all about right that. boss I... you get to do a victory speech hopefully you remember everything to shout out <laughs> i'd like to thank the fans for standing by me the whole point <laughs> uh i'd like to thank my wife for supporting me and all my endeavors i'd like to thank my friends both logan and Ru and room for standing by me this entire way and uh logan thank you so much for being a gracious host oh of course uh, i'll let you uh finish up the episode awesome all right cool. thank you guys so much for watching on youtube or listening on any ow, any of your podcast listening services whether it be spotify apple music google play you can find links to all of our social medias down in the description below. Remember, if you guys would like to comment about our podcast topics, recommend topics to us, you can do that at our Reddit at r slash the drinking corner, where if you have opinions about the Fallout series, you can list them there. I will be taking a look at it as well as other Nerdgasma Goodfellow members. Who knows? We could do an episode two in which Zoshimoshi would be our special guest to that big big thank you to our special guest who hosted today's episode thank you for kicking off season two spectacularly i look forward to having you in future podcasts and thank future so competitions much. in this season thank you guys so much for watching season two of the drinking corner we look forward to entertaining you and doing a lot better than we did in season one which if you missed anything for there will be an entire tab down in our youtube channel at the nerdgasma goodfellas again every link to social media is down in the description below we will see you guys wait we'll hear hang us on. hang on if you'd like to watch rune eldrin play through fallout hang on i think the cat just turned on the volume can you hear the tv right now <laughs> i just heard I think the cat just stood on the soundbar I, I, thought heard, David, uh, I thought Katie David was about to get killed by a death claw or something. I heard something right. coming. <laughs> but yes, if you would like to catch me in Max May, or if you would like to catch me in the boss boss in the early beta stages of Fallout 76, there will be a link to my YouTube channel and I will link the playlist down in the description as well. The playlist is still ongoing, looking at 40 something episodes strong now being hosted by me and max mayhem but i'll be doing the other fallout games in that playlist starting in 2023 as well which is this year because i just remember this is pre-recorded so yeah it's already now here today tomorrow is now with the future of yesterday so thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you in the next episode goodbye everybody